Welcome to Bradley's Micro Board Review, where we try to make your board's review for microbiology a little less painful. But, I mean, we're not magicians or anything. This still sucks. Today is April 10th, and we're going to talk about one of the most ubiquitous fungal organisms, Candida. Candidiasis is one of those infections that should almost always be on your differential. It is caused by a huge number of species within the Candida genus, which can cause infections in nearly every organ. But there are some manifestations that are more common than others. There are hundreds of species within the Candida genus, and the most likely species changes with geography, risk factors, and clinical manifestation of infection. This is a dimorphic fungus that produces pseudohyphae at room temperature and germ tubes at human body temperature. Pseudohyphae, like those that candida species form, are hyphae that are more fragile than normal hyphal structures. They are also formed by incomplete budding, so they are almost rounded or oval-like, like a yeast cell. Candida species pseudohyphae do have septations. Fungi typically have septations between individual cells within the mycelium structure. The septations are kind of permeable to the neighboring cell, so it's not as strong a border as a cell wall, which is why we have a different word for this barrier. At human body temperature, candida species form germ tubes, which are thin filamentous outgrowths from yeast cells. Basically, yeast cells in the right environmental conditions will form a tubular growth. These growths have been found to help with attachment to other surfaces. Candida species are very often normal flora agents of the human body. They can be in the vaginal flora, skin, oral mucosa, nasal passages, GI tract, and others. This typically causes pathology when the normal flora has been disrupted in some way, like antibiotic use or immunosuppression, and the normal floral yeast overgrows the area. This is why this is typically an opportunistic infection. This is usually talked about in the vulvovaginitis manifestation, but it's true for the GI system as well. Candidiasis can form in patients with recent antibiotic use, especially broad-spectrum antibiotics, because they will do the most damage to the normal flora. This will also affect patients with AIDS, neutropenia, central lines, and patients who have to use oral or inhaled steroids. It is also associated with patients with chronic granulomatous disease because it is catalase positive. Some common manifestations include oral candidiasis, which is called thrush. This is when the fungal organism causes the formation of white patches in the oral cavity. Thrush can be scraped off without any tissue damage or bleeding. Thrush can happen in patients that use inhaled steroids like patients with asthma, which is why you should always tell them to rinse their mouths after utilizing their inhaler. You can also have esophagitis caused by candida species. This usually happens in patients who have AIDS with a T-cell count around 100 per microliter. These patients will present with dysphagia and pain on swallowing. The candida species will form a white pseudomembrane, which is when it partially invades the tissue. So unlike thrush, if you scraped this formation away, it will bleed. This typically does resolve with antifungal treatments, but it is more worrisome as a warning sign that your patient is immunocompromised and you need to explore that. 
Another manifestation is infective endocarditis, which especially affects the tricuspid valve of patients who use non-sterile needles, patients who have prosthetic valves, or patients with indwelling lines. The most infamous manifestation is, of course, vulvovaginitis, which is caused in an itchy, clumpy, white vaginal discharge. It's typically very easy to diagnose and can be diagnosed by visual inspection. This can be transmitted to sexual partners, so helping those patients understand that is important. Males who are circumcised and not circumcised can contract valentitis. The biggest issue with candidiasis is the potential to spread into the bloodstream and seed into multiple organs, causing those organs to dysfunction and initiating septic shock and potentially death. Diagnosis is usually clinical symptoms, but culture on Savarons auger will help diagnose those difficult cases. Treatment is typically fluconazole with an upgrade to amphotericin B if needed. Thrush can be treated with just nystatin, and enchinocadins can be used for systemic candidiasis. Now let's take all that knowledge and bring it to the boards. A 77-year-old male presented to the office with a six-month history of pain with swallowing. He reports that it started as discomfort and progressed to pain. It hurts when he tries to swallow solid food, but it has recently started to hurt when he swallows liquids. An upper endoscopy revealed the presence of white lesions down the length of the esophagus. Biopsy of the lesions revealed the presence of hyphae. What comorbidity is most associated with this patient's condition? Is it A, ketoacidosis, B, AIDS, C, neutropenia, or D, cystic fibrosis? First, diagnose the patient. This patient is presenting with a long-term history of odynophagia, dysphagia, which has progressively worsened. Endoscopy reveals white lesions within the esophagus, and biopsy revealed the presence of hyphae, which indicates that these white lesions are caused by a fungal organism, leading to the most likely diagnosis being fungal esophagitis. This presents with a typically a long-term difficulty in pain with swallowing. White lesions are found within the esophagus that easily bleed when disturbed. Typically, this affects those with impaired T-cell immunity, and it is easily treated with antifungal medications. It is typically caused by candida species. Choice A, ketoacidosis, causes patients to be more susceptible to presenting with an infection with mucormycosis, which typically causes a very severe nasal cavity tissue destructive syndrome. Choice B, AIDS, causes patients to be susceptible to many fungal infections, including cryptococcus, coccidioides, aspergillus, pneumocystis, and candida. Choice C, neutropenia, is another condition that causes patients to be particularly susceptible to fungal infections, particularly those caused by mucoralis fungi and candida species. Choice D, cystic fibrosis, makes patients particularly susceptible to aspergillus species infections. Therefore, the correct answer is B, AIDS. A 36-year-old female presented with an embolitic event to the posterior cerebral artery. Past medical history is significant for type 2 diabetes mellitus, heroin addiction, and migraines. Echocardiography showed a dip on the tricuspid valve consistent of the fungal vegetation. Which of the following risk factors would make this patient susceptible to this infection? 
Is it A, migraines, B, age, C, non-sterile needle use, or D, type 2 diabetes mellitus? First, diagnose the patient. This patient is presenting with a fungal vegetation on the tricuspid valve, which most commonly caused by candida species. Choice A, migraines, are not associated with increased susceptibility to fungal species. Choice B, no age is particularly associated with infective endocarditis caused by candida infection. Choice C, non-sterile needle use, indwelling catheters, and prosthetic valves are associated with candida species endocarditis. Choice D, type 2 diabetes mellitus is not particularly associated with infective carditis caused by candida species. Therefore, the correct answer is C, non-sterile needle use. You can find our study calendar, a guide on how to study microbiology specifically for the boards, our contact email address, and references used to make this episode at thebradleylab.wordpress.com. If you found an error or would like to discuss any of this information, please leave us a voice message in the show notes. If you appreciated this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend. This podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, and it would be a big help for us if you could submit a review. This podcast was written and edited by me, Jillian Bradley. See you tomorrow.